This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go. This is the Fantasy Fast Track podcast. Brad, the big noise, Evans here alongside senior fun buds, Brandon Funston, and a whopper of a story that has developed in the nation's heartland as the Indianapolis Colts are going to be without Carson Wentz from anywhere between five weeks until I believe the next century, Brandon. We're not really sure. Uh, you know, it's 12 weeks is what they said. It's just a bizarre timeline. Five to 12 weeks is very odd. Uh, repairing a broken bone that was, just, I guess, floating around in his foot and has caused discomfort all these years going back to his days in high school. So we don't know, you know, if, if Wentz is going to miss even a single game. We don't know if he's going to miss maybe upwards of the first six, seven games of the regular season, but we do know more than likely he's going to miss some time during the regular season. Obviously, Wentz plummets right now in our running or quarterback uh, rankings all the way down to, you know, the Zach Wilson, Jared Goff tier of QBs. But what are the ripple effects here of some of the ancillary Colts players knowing that maybe Big Dick Nick Foles will enter the fold in Indianapolis as the trade rumors are swirling? But right now it's Jacob Eason. Skinny quarterback Eason, big arm guy, a big strapping lad from the University of Washington at six foot six. He is right now running with the ones. But where do you move Michael Pittman to? Where do you move T.Y. Hilton to? Are they beyond wide receiver 50 now, given the uncertainty of when Wentz will be back? Yeah, I think the whole discrepancy on the timeline for Wentz is people looking at his medical history and not wanting to underestimate his ability to miss time. So. <laughs> <laughs> They just uh, they let's give him a few more weeks on that timeline here. Um, yeah, you know I'm not massively moving the Colts receiving targets. They have dropped a bit. I had went from Michael Pittman being in the early 40s to being in the back end of the 40s at the wide receiver position, and I, you know, I haven't moved T.Y. Hilton a whole lot. I moved him even less, but uh, they're both kind of um, back end top 50 receivers for me. I mean. They, Wentz, let's just say, let's cut it in the middle. He could either miss, he could either be back by week one, best case scenario, worst case scenario, back by like week seven or uh, thereabouts. So let's just say it's right in the middle and they missed three or four games. You know, it's still a, a long season left uh, for Wentz with these guys. So I, I don't think overall, in terms of how they're going to net out, they're going to get something with Jacob Eason. Now, I've heard people say that are in the know, Hugh Millen, a former University of Washington quarterback and a you know, a guy who spent some time in the NFL, he he thought when Jacob Eason came out of college that of the people that play quarterback on earth, he was a top five arm strength guy. Mm-hmm. And so he has legit cannon. Um, and at the University of Washington, it, he, uh, there was receivers there that couldn't catch his fastball. There was, there was some drops where he would have put up better numbers if the receivers were decent at the UW. So he's got a long ways to go in terms of development, though, uh, quarterback IQ, all of that. But that that is to say on the arm strength he could uncork a few big plays along the way it's not going to be the high upside of Carson Wentz being the quarterback but these guys are going to you know they're going to give you something while Wentz is out so I'm not moving the receiving options too much yeah I've got uh, Michael Pittman right now wide receiver 50 I've got T.Y. Hilton I was cool on him anyway at wide receiver 55 as a result of this all right let's do an impromptu game of head-to-head you tell me who would rather have in a half point PPR league if you're drafting right now and you want a wide receiver Michael Pittman or downtown Yuma Brown? Uh, give me, uh, give me Michael Pittman. Yeah, your guy got to go downtown Yuma because uh, no. he doesn't exist in Hollywood based on how he's played. It's Michael Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman or Devontae Parker? 
Uh, give me Devontae Parker. I had Parker one spot ahead of Pittman before the injury anyway, so I'm obviously not going to change my ranking based upon this news. And I got Devontae Parker one spot ahead of Pittman as we speak. Uh, last one, Michael Pittman or Michael Thomas? Uh, I'm going to go Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas is going to hopefully be back around the same time as Carson Wentz. Yeah, I do have Michael Thomas, a wide receiver, 46, admittedly. And I know I lied on SiriusXM Fantasy uh, on our show, Fade the Noise, about this. Uh, but I went back and checked the receipts. And, yeah, I indeed have Thomas ahead of Pittman. Uh, let's get work in some with T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton or Marvin Jones? Uh, give me Marvin Jones. You know I'm you know, I'm a Marvin Jones apologist. Yeah, I am Marvin Jones guy as well. What about T.Y. Hilton or Jalen Waddell? T.Y. A lot of mouths to feed in Miami. I agree. Uh, give me T.Y. Hilton as well. What about T.Y. or Russell Gage? Ooh, it's a good one. Uh, I think I'm just I'm, I'm falling for name brand appeal here probably, but I'll go with T.Y. Yeah, still T.Y. for me. Elsewhere, in terms of Jonathan Taylor, remember he saw a stack front right around 29% of the time last season with Phillip Rivers at the controls. You might say to yourself, well, he may see 35, upwards of 40% of eight or more men in the box. But this is a top five offensive line. Uh, when you got Quentin Nelson, who is a pancake machine, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he gets back to what he did over the last seven games, including the playoff matchup against the Bills, gets 20 attempts per game. And you're looking easily a top 10 running back, despite some of the rumors out there that Stephen Holder had a discussion with me from The Athletic, your employer, last week on the SiriusXM Airwaves that potentially it could be a loose RBBC of sorts there in Indy. But Jonathan Taylor still looking like a formidable RB1 whenever Wentz returns or forever long that he's out, which, again, uh, your guess is as good of, as mine. With that, let's get to it with today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, uh, today's theme is Buzzy Camp Talk. So we're talking about uh, five guys that have been dominating the news headlines across fantasy land. And let's start off with Jalen Hurts. It's been a bit of a bumpy ride for him. Devontae Smith now out two to three weeks due to an MCL sprain. And Hurts, uh, he's gotten some good reviews and some bad ones as well with the inconsistencies in accuracy. Remember last season, he was QB 42 at adjusted completion percentage. Where do you got Hurts right now is ADP, believe it or not. It, it slipped. He's cooled off. He is now down in drafts that I am sorting over the last week to QB 11 uh, and at 101.35 overall. So let's do it this way. Head-to-head, Jalen Hurts or Matthew Stafford? Uh, give me Jalen Hurts. And by the way, I am QB 11 on Jalen Hurts. Actually, I'm QB 10. I apologize. QB 10 on Jalen Hurts. I'm QB 9. So I'm definitely taking Jalen Hurts there. We're about Jalen Hurts or Tom Terrific or Tequila Tom, I like to call him. Uh, Tequila Tom is looking at uh, Jalen Hurts' rear end at number 12 on my list. <laughs> I, it's a wide rear end because a man squats like 600 some odd pounds. Uh, give me Jalen Hurts. Uh, last one. What about Jalen Hurts or? Uh, your boy Russell Wilson. Oh come on! Is that yes, insulting? Seattle. Yes, Seattle. Uh, yeah, I'm going Russell <laughs> Wilson by a wide margin. J- Russell Wilson is is you know Jalen Hurts refined and with a, a better passing upside by a long shot. Doesn't run as much as Jalen Hurts well, but runs enough to help offset what Hurts will do on the ground. Yes, yeah, Seattle. Yes, you are. Yeah, Funson. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, give me Russell Wilson. Barely. <laughs> I've just moved him up ahead of. 
Jalen Hurts, uh, based on some of the recent news. Uh, let's do this in some quantification, shall we, with some of these sportsbook odds that are out there. Over or under 20.5 passing touchdowns. Pull this one from BetMGM. The over at minus 125. The under at plus 100 for Mr. Hurts. Well, any quarterback uh, that's going to play 17 games as a starter should get over this number. Um, and I think with Devontae Smith, you know, he's going to be dealing with the injury. But that, that was an upgrade there to help out that receiving core. And with Dallas Goddard uh, as, as a big-time red zone weapon, potentially, I will say he gets there. But I don't think it's going to be a whole lot more, maybe 21, 22. Yeah, I mean, Mike Clay at ESPN's got a projector for 21. So I, yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I'm going to take the over, but barely. Captain Hook, yar, is going to definitely come into play here. You're going to be sweating this thing out until the better end. And no, I don't think the Eagles going to be trading for Deshaun Watson. So just pump the brakes on that. What about over or under, Brandon? Last one on her at 650.5 rush yards. This one available at points bet, minus 115 either way. Uh, daddy want, daddy need, daddy got to have it. Give me the sludge hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in, you know, the recent news that came out, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, say they're tailoring and catering the team's offense to fit Jalen Hurst's strengths. His strengths are his mobility. Uh, and so you're going to expect to see some kind of, like, RPO. And Lamar Jackson, kind of, you know, along the same lines, he's not – Hurst doesn't have the rushing upside of Jackson, but he's got a pretty high ceiling in that capacity as well. But Baltimore's masked – the, the passing deficiencies of Lamar Jackson by catering that offense yeah. to him. And I expect Philadelphia to do the same. Amen. I think it's 700-plus with ease for Jalen Hurts this season. Going to be a QB1 for fantasy devices. Ooh, it hurts so good. Number four. All right, let's move on to another guy who it is pornographic, Brandon. Every time I see a highlight of him enter my feed, uh, I'm at half mass. And understandably so, because the catches that he is making are libido driving. We're talking about CeeDee Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. And maybe this is an indictment on the secondary. Maybe it speaks to Lamb's freakish abilities. Maybe it's both. Who knows? But the guy is making some sick catches so far in training camp, whether with Dak Prescott or Garrett Gilbert or whoever, uh, the backups. It doesn't really matter. Um, Let's throw this out there. CeeDee Lamb, let me ask you this question. Top 10 lock at wide receiver in your estimation? No, not a lock, but I have him ranked 11th. Um, and, you know, there's Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin ranked ahead of him. And then you get into some heavy hitters with Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf and the top guys. I think he is definitely potentially a top 10 guy. I think he was trending that direction out of the gates last year as a yep, rookie with no preseason before Dak got hurt and pushing a hundred catch pace with Dak. So it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if he gets top 10. Like I said, I'm number 11 on him. All right. I am actually wide receiver nine now Woo! on CD Lamb. And I know Amari Cooper has been working on the side. It looks like he's going to return off the pup list sooner rather than later. But if we did a little game of overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued, he's undervalued right now. Wide receiver 12, 31.59 in terms of ADP. And just to give you a, a perspective of where I have him ranked, I got him ahead of Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and my boy Allen Robinson, the second. And just ahead of him, I have DeAndre Hopkins, and I got Terry McLaurin at wide receiver seven and Justin Jefferson at wide receiver six. I'm extremely bullish on Terry McLaurin, but I got CeeDee Lamb currently a wide receiver nine. Let me throw this out at you. This is a real prop, Brandon, and I think you're going to call for it again. Over or under 80.5 receptions, <laughs> minus 120 on the over, minus 110 on the under available at DraftKings. 
Yes, we're going to have to get Sandro, our producer on the SiriusXM show, to let us borrow the sledgehammer during the off hours because we're going to need it for occasions like this. Yes, daddy want, daddy need, daddy got to have it. Give me the over, sledgehammering it. Yeah, I, I think it would open up your fruit cage uh, if you could actually <laughs> lock this in that's, legally. That's, it is a possibility. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm I'm a slut. I'm very promiscuous, <laughs> uh, admittedly. I'm a floozy. I'm a, I'm a bod. I would totally do this on the over 80.5 uh, receptions on CD Lamb. Going to be a top 10 year for Dallas's soon-to-be shining star. Number three. All right, let's move on to my boy Ron Dale Moore out there in the desert, Brandon, and a player that is making all kinds of splashy plays despite his diminutive five foot seven, 180 pound frame. Remember the guy boilered up for Purdue over a number of seasons, a 4.29 40-yard dash and a spark score uh, that is somewhere in the upper reaches of the Earth's atmosphere. Ridiculously high there. Uh, let's cue it up this way. His current ADP right now, again, sorting drafts and a half-point PPR over the last week, sits at wide receiver 64, 160.24. Would you say he's undervalued, overvalued, or properly valued? Um, 64. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I have him a little bit lower. Um, I got some things to say about Rondale Moore. I love the talent. Um, but if you allow me to expound a little bit, I'm worried about this Arizona offense, which really hasn't produced a number two receiver, you know, and, and I, I'm reminded of the quote from, I think it's Fensick, uh, or Vecini uh, in, in Princess Bride, where he's like talking to Andre the Giant saying, you were supposed to be this colossus. You were this great legendary thing. And that's what I think of this Cliff Kingsbury passing offense. It was supposed to be this colossus, but they really only produced uh, one receiver that's been worth anything in fantasy each of Kingsbury's two years. So how does Rondale Moore come in and move ahead of A.J. Green and Christian Kirk and put up meaningful numbers when we haven't seen it the last two years? We know DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his. Well, it's, it is interesting. I think you bring up a very astute point here. I mean, Arizona was number 25 in pass rate last season. They just threw it 55.7% of the time, which is puzzling. And it's called yeah. the air raid. And, right. you, you know, they've kind of left the plane in the hangar. You know, it's, it's a little odd to me that they're not throwing as much. Now, that may change this year, knowing you have A.J. Green in the mix, who, by the way, is also drawing rave reviews of his own. We'll see if he's indeed, you know, doing backstrokes in the Fountain of Youth down there in the Sonoran Desert. But, you know, you bring in more, you know, Kyler Murray has been vocal about, you know, dialing back his rush attempts. You know, I believe that he will not run as much. That's why I'm on, on the under on 680.5 rush yards for him. But I think Ron Dale is undervalued. I got him right now at wide receiver 58. So let's put it in a context. Who would you rather have, Ron Dale Moore or Paris Campbell? Uh, I'm going to go, well, man, it's a little closer. I, I'd probably go with Paris Campbell. Now, it's Rondale for me. Rondale Moore or Traquan Smith, who has a clear path to opportunity with Michael Thomas sidelined. Yeah, but Thomas won't be sidelined for too, too long. And when he does come back, Traquan Smith turns into a pumpkin, and I will take Rondale Moore. <laughs> Traquan's always a pumpkin. Let's <laughs> yes. just be real here. The guy gets carved up all the time. Rondale for me. Uh, last one, Rondale Moore or Sterling Shepard, who I've heard you say – superlative things or you attach superlatives to the veteran wide receiver 
Yeah, you know, when I I you know I, I I like Tyler Boyd because you got two strong threats on the outside, and you got the Tyler Boyd man in the middle. I just see see the same thing with Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard is one of the more underrated wide receivers in drafts right now. I'm gonna take Sterling Shepard. Uh, it's Rondale, not even close for me. I love Rondale more. Uh, last and not least, let's quantify it. This is real again. Five hundred forty-five point five receiving yards available at DraftKings. Minus 115, either direction on the over, the under. What say you? Yeah, I'm just going to go with the track record so far, and I'm going to take the slight under on this. Coward. You're a coward. Over for me. Mike Clay's got him at 641. Jeff Ratcliffe's got him at 699 projected. He's going to be in the 600 somewhere, and I think he's going to get a handful of touchdowns as well. He's going to be fantasy viable this season. Quit sleeping on Rondale Moore. Number two. Hey, from one more to another more, let's talk about Elijah Moore, another player that, not my words, according to Jets beat writers, has looked, quote, unstoppable so far, end quote, in training camp, Brandon. And there was a highlight reel catch that he had over the weekend from Zach Wilson's arm that went for a long, long touchdown. Denzel Mims is working with the twos and appeared to have fallen out of favor. Maybe Elijah Moore is going to see more than just some slot action, but slide outside, work opposite of Corey Davis in this Jets offense. I know what you're thinking. He's a Jet. I have to stay far away. He's deemed, you know, damaged goods. He's cursed. Uh, You know, I spit on all things Jets, but you and I have sung the praises of Michael Carter, who we believe could have a breakout season of his own, and he's been running with the ones. And, I mean, this guy's got quick twitch. He's all over the field at 18 missed tackles forced last season. For Ole Miss, uh, the AAA affiliate of the NFL, of course, being the SEC, that was number six among all eligible FBS wide receivers. So, Elijah Moore right now, wide receiver 59 is the ADP 145.59, overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued. Uh, I actually have him at wide receiver 58. So I will say, I guess it's properly valued. The one thing I'll say about Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore is guys like this, super athletic, super quick. Mm-hmm. They're going to look great early in preseason when you can't hit the quarterback, when the defenses aren't playing full contact. You're going to get time for those guys to to work their magic with their athleticism and get open and make plays. So I, I understand why these guys are get, being buzzy. It'll be a little bit different when the bullets are flying for real. But I'm not looking at the Jets anymore with the, with the Adam Gase lands. I'm fully trying to get on board to this new regime. I think they'll look a lot better. So I'm not dinging Elijah Moore for being a Jet. All right. Well, let's do this. Elijah Moore, another buzzy rookie wide receiver, Terrace Marshall. Uh, I got Terrace Marshall just slightly ahead of Elijah Moore. Uh, no, I've got Elijah Moore about six spots ahead of Terrace Marshall. And no knock on Terrace Marshall, who's long and athletic, is going to be working out of the slot primarily for a Carolina Panthers team. And again, Curtis Samuel uh, was a top 40 performer in that position for that franchise last year. Uh, what about Elijah Moore and Mikko Harbin? Uh, give me Miko Hardman. I like to talk about him working as the number two. Uh, this is a pretty close one for me, but I'll go Miko. Yeah, it's slight. I got Miko one spot ahead of wide receiver 54. I got Elijah at wide receiver 55. Last and certainly not least, Elijah Moore, or let's work in Jalen Waddle again. Uh, I'm going to go with Elijah Moore. Again, I don't know that it's going to be an immediate love connection with Tua. A lot of mouths to feed, and it could be a lot of inconsistency for Waddle. Yeah, it's Elijah Moore for me. Again, he, he's like one of those ping pong players that you see in yeah. the Olympics. I mean, he's just he bouncy all over the place. You know, an instant react guy, a microwave oven, quick twitch, squirrel. You know, that's what he is. 
Uh, so <laughs> what about over or under 700.5 yards? This one available at BetMGM, minus 111 to the over or the under. Mm, uh, gosh. Uh, you know what? I think when it's all said and done, he just it just ekes over this. But I think it's a good number. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Uh, he's got wheels. Again, I think he's got a decent path to opportunity here. Mike Clay's got him for 94 targets, 737 yards. Jeff Ratcliffe at 705. So he's with you on just eking over that total. But give us the over to Elijah Moore. Don't sleep too hard on him, much like Rondale out in the desert. Number one. All right, our top fantasy buzz here of NFL training camp so far, Zeke Elliott. What what do you make of the organization saying, oh, we want to manage his touches for the playoffs? Don't you got to kind of get at least through (laughs) 12 games to determine whether or not you're on the proper path for the postseason? Uh, Is he a lock in your ranks right now as a top five running back in fantasy drafts? Uh, yes, he is a lock. I actually haven't met number three. I'm not look at there's a, there's too much muscle memory in this offense with Zeke. They, they love to lean on this guy and Zeke was who we thought he was for those games with Dak before the, the wheels came off and the quarterbacks, uh, you know, he had to d- dive into the depth at the quarterback position last year, but he's in the best shape of his life, you know, and, uh, I think he's ready to make amends for a rough year last year. And one of these days, I would just like to say that I'm in the best shape of my life. So, you know, slap. <laughs> just absurd obscene projections on my future my immediate future but uh, i drink too much tequila and i eat uh, too many saturated fats and fruit snacks i think are the bane of my existence after nine o'clock they're meant for the kids but i wind up eating at least 10 of packs a night saying to myself oh they're full of vitamin c evans not empty (laughs) calories um yeah i'm with you i got zeke actually at rb4 right now so my pecking order goes cmc dalvin cook and i have derrick henry at three but, you know, could I – I could easily be convinced that Zeke could vault to RB2. I'm, I'm actually cool on Dalvin. I should move him down because I don't really see myself drafting him at any point this year because I'm worried about the injury downside. Would you follow that same line with me? Uh, or do, are you definitively ahead with Dalvin Cook? I just I just like the I just like the volume approach that Minnesota has to the running game. Uh, they're going to they're going to use him like crazy when he's healthy. I, I get there's an injury downside there, but, um, you know, it's not exact. Zeke doesn't have any, you know, potential downside. We've seen the downside last year. Um, but, yeah, it's close for me. I love Zeke. And, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's almost like you'd rather not be in the position where you have to draft Dalvin Cook. But if I am in that position, uh, as a number two pick overall, I'm probably pulling the trigger on on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, we got to remember the thing about Zeke Elliott. Even in a down year, he's RB nine at half point PPR last year. And and the yeah. Dallas offensive line is going to have their key pieces back. Remember, they were one of the worst run blocking lines, which was so uncharacteristic for this team over like the last what 15 years. Yeah. And and now those key elements are back together. You got Dak back. You obviously have the triplets there, the new version of them at wide receiver. This is a very healthy and nourishing offensive environment for Zeke. So, uh, you know, I, I'll let's do this over or under 1500.5 combined yards available at DraftKings right now. Minus 111 either way. I think he's a potential 70 catch uh, running back. So I think that's going to pad his bottom mm-hmm. line enough to get him over. Well, I'm going to take the over as well. He did catch 77 balls back in 2018. Uh, what about over or under nine and a half rushing touchdowns, which he has done twice in five years in the league? 
rushing TDs, and Dak will f- steal a few. So uh, let me say he finishes at eight or nine rushing. I-, I think he'll get two or three receiving and get into double digits, just slightly shy of 10 rushing TDs. Oh, I'll give you a swift kick in the ass. I'll take the over. Uh, nice. Just by the hook. I think he gets to 10 rushing touchdowns this year. What does that mean? Draft Zeke with the utmost confidence. Don't worry about recent headlines. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Remember, follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. You can follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios! <laughs>